I'm Ashley, and welcome to the Millennial Mommy Podcast. Grab a glass of wine or a cup of coffee, and join me as I chat with other moms about parenting, home life, and self-care. In today's episode, I talk about the self-care epiphany that I had while washing dishes one day and how it's completely and totally transformed how I approach each and every day. Hey everyone! I know it's been a little while since I've recorded a podcast. Um, We've kind of had a lot going on around here, but I'm so excited to be back and I am excited about today's episode. So before I launch into today's episode, This episode stems from a lot of craziness that has been happening with us lately. So I feel like I kind of need to fill you in on what's been going on for the past two months. (laughs) So at the beginning of April, we actually had a minor flood in our kitchen. So there was a leak under the dishwasher and it was causing water to come out and the water was um, going underneath our floor. So we called our homeowner's insurance as soon as we realized that, you know, like the floors were starting to be kind of bubbly and squishy. And they brought in a flood remediation team. They ripped everything out and put in fans and dehumidifiers to dry it all out. Um, It turns out we had three layers of linoleum flooring and each layer had water (laughs) sandwiched in between them. Luckily. We caught the problem super early, and there wasn't any damage to, like, the subfloor or anything like that. But once everything was dried out, we kind of expected, like, the project to move forward rather quickly. And instead, it took two months before the problem was finally solved. So we lived for two months without flooring in our kitchen and part of our downstairs. Um, and also without a dishwasher, which, oh my gosh, I will never take my dishwasher for granted again. Washing, hand-washing dishes for four people when you eat at home most of the time and, you know, you have like a baby and bottles and all of that stuff. Woof. It was not my favorite thing ever. On a more positive note, I did get to listen to a ton of podcasts and watch TV uh, during that time. So I guess it wasn't too, too terrible because sometimes I don't make time for those things. Well, TV, yes. Podcast, no. (laughs) TV is my weakness. Um, But anyway, so that was going on for about two months. It was just a lot with the two girls. You know, we were basically confined to just the living room when we were downstairs. Um, It was a lot. Like, Mara couldn't just go get her shoes or just go into the next room to dry, like, her hands, or, you know, like, Mara, your lunch is ready, I would have to come get her, instead of, you know, her just coming into the kitchen, and just, you know, little things that are annoyances, they're not a huge deal, but they're annoying, you know, having to put on shoes every time you came downstairs, like, there's no walking around barefoot in the house, you don't want to get, like, a linoleum, like, staple thing in your foot, or something like that, um, so, that was going on and it just made my life kind of feel like it was a little bit out of control. I felt like my house wasn't clean because there were just, you know, bare wood floors and 
I felt like we were constantly like tracking just like dirt and food and stuff through the house. It was gross. And it just kind of made me feel cruddy. Um, I like having a clean house. And when it's not clean, I just am not my normal self at all. Also, in that whole uh, time frame, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Bellamy caught a stomach bug. I'm not sure where she caught it, um, but she caught a bug. She had a tummy bug and threw up once and then had some other issues um, for a couple of days. And then I caught it. I haven't had the stomach flu since I was in college. Um, I got the stomach flu. I got like norovirus right after I turned 21. It was not drinking related because I didn't drink at all when I turned 21. Um, so yeah, it was terrible. I was sick for so long and I finally had to like go to the hospital because I just couldn't like get better. Um, but that was the last time that I had the stomach flu for how terrible it was. It was miserable. Um, I can't say that I had any epiphanies like Jesse. Um, if you listen to the episode where Jesse was super dad and talked about his stomach flu epiphanies, I didn't have any of those. I did watch a ton of old school 90s movies and had a little bit of a mini vacation. Um, Jesse, meanwhile, dealt with Belle being sick. Mara also got sick once. Amazingly, Jesse did not get sick, but um, let's just say we never want to really do that again. That was not fun. Um, so I felt like that knocked me back a few pegs as far as, you know, feeling up to doing anything uh, in the house, like being clean and stuff. You know, it was sanitary, <laughs> but definitely not tidy. It was just out of control. And so we had just been living in this weird, like, state of out of controlness for the past two months. And, um, to be honest, I just didn't have any creative energy for the podcast or for my blog. It was just a lot. Um, so I'm glad that that's behind us and I'm just ready to (laughs) move forward with life. We have a new kitchen floor. Finally. Um, we just got that in at the very end of May literally right before our contract, um, with the company that was supposed to be doing our floors, uh, was up and we were going to be very upset with them. (laughs) They got our new flooring in, they came in and installed it. Um, the flooring is basically exactly the same as what it was. I did not want to make a decision about new flooring. So I just picked whatever was closest to what we had originally had. Um, I did pick something that was a little bit, uh, cooler. So not like as warm as far as like color goes, um, to go with like the white cabinets, uh, that we have in our kitchen now, as opposed to the wood ones. And then, uh, to go with some of the new tile and stuff that we wanted. So our whole downstairs now has, well, minus the dining room and the living room, uh, has new flooring. It's just linoleum, not a huge, like exciting upgrade, but I am just very thankful for those floors. I like wanted to kiss those floors when they came in and I really did kiss the dishwasher when it got installed (laughs) because once the floors were in, the dishwasher got in. Um, so we have a new dishwasher and I'm just so, so grateful for a dishwasher and to have my evenings 
back and not spend them standing at the sink washing dishes. Um, but speaking of washing dishes, here's our segue into today's topic. Um, during that time, one night while I was washing dishes, I had a little bit of an epiphany about how for the past year, I have been waiting for life to get easier. I've been waiting to feel done at some point, to feel like, oh, now I can move on to exercising, or now I can move on to doing more with my blog or my podcast. I'm finished with this stage, and it's time to move on. I can conquer this. I've got this. And that, to be honest, I just have felt like for the past year, that moment has never come. And my epiphany happened one night when I was washing dishes. It had been a very, very busy day. And we had appointments out of the house. We hadn't been home. So literally all of the dishes were from breakfast that morning, lunch that day, because we did have lunch at home, and then dinner that night. It was an entire day's worth of dishes for two adults, a preschooler, and a baby. So crusty baby food, uh, there were bottles to wash, all of that. And after about an hour or so, I finally thought that I was finished. And I looked up and realized that there were still bibs and a high chair tray on the dining room table. It's like, no big deal, those won't take very long to wash. I go in to get them, and as I pick up the tray, I realize that the girls' dishes from that day were still there. So their lunch dishes, and I think like their dinner dishes, were underneath the tray where I hadn't seen them. It wasn't a ton of dishes. I mean, they're little tiny bowls and stuff, but they just had crusted on food. And I thought, man, if this isn't just with the way that my life has been. And I honestly wanted to cry. I thought I was done. I thought I was finished. I thought it was time to move on to the next thing for the night. And it wasn't. And I just wanted to cry. But instead, I just kind of started laughing like a crazy person. And had that thought about, if this just isn't my life right now, there's always something else. There's always more to do. And I just am overwhelmed. One problem after another. I can never catch up. I can never get on top of my to-do list. And just, it just is never, ever ending. But as I laughed like a crazy person, I just thought, why did I want to cry about some dishes? Like, why why is this sticking out to me so much? Because I just kept thinking about it all night. Um, Jesse was out of town. He got back in town and I kind of told him the story and he was like, okay, like, I don't get it, but sure. Um, And it just kind of stayed with me that I laughed instead of cried. And that made the difference. Instead of crying over these dishes, I laughed about it and was like, man, if this just isn't my life, but like with a smile on my face, it made washing the dishes way easier. And it just made me have this epiphany 
of how even though laughing wasn't a reaction that I purposefully did, like it just kind of happened, laughing and smiling changed the way that I felt about the situation and the way that I just felt for the rest of the night. And I wanted to feel like that more. I thought, man, if more, when these problems have come up, I just have been completely deflated. I've been unmotivated and I've moped around. But if I have been able to laugh and just handle the situation and handle the stress, how much better could my life these past two months have been? And honestly, that is the way that life rolls. It happens. It's always going to happen. In some season, it happens more than others. Sometimes it really is literal. (laughs) We're still potty training. So a lot of days it's literally just crap that happens. Um, But, you know, everybody always wants to tell you, like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps or, you know, you have to adapt and roll with the punches. And while that doesn't account for the fact that, you know, it's okay to be upset about things, it is true how you react to a situation and whether or not you're able to handle the situation or if you just become completely paralyzed and just immobilized with feeling defeated and feeling down about your situation, it does make a difference. Sometimes handling the situation is just admitting that you need help handling it, getting somebody else to come in uh, to help you watch your kids while you get on top of something else, or you know, like telling your spouse, like, I would really appreciate it if you cleaned the kitchen so that I could have time to do X, Y, Z. Um, you know, I'm not saying you have to handle everything by yourself by any means. I don't handle things by myself at all. Um, it's just actually having them handled in a way that works for your family makes a huge difference. And sometimes that takes finding something that makes dealing with those situations easier. I know for a lot of times, you know, people talk about self-care and I talk about self-care here on the podcast. Um, and it, it can get a lot of eye rolls or a lot of people, you know, they still think that it means like a massage or a pedicure or something like that. But it's self-care literally is just something that makes it easier for you to get through the day for you to handle the bad situations when they come out without being completely devastated and defeated. And it can, it can look like anything. It can look like reading before you go to bed at night. Um, you know, making sure your nails are painted, taking a long hot shower or taking a bath, making sure you get to watch your favorite show once a week. All of those things count as self-care. And self-care is what will help you get you through the times where you feel like you just can't handle anymore. Um, for me, I found that a new self-care thing that helps my make my day completely easier to handle and makes me feel on top of things is getting up early. Um, it doesn't sound very self-care-y. Because it's not fun. (laughs) I am not a morning person. I hate getting up early. 
I hate it. But if I can get up a half hour or so before everybody else in my house, which for me that looks at like 6 a.m., 6.15, um, I am a better person. Spending time alone, drinking my coffee, making sure I drink some water, and just being alone is the time that I need to to prepare for the day and to be the best version of myself that I can be. I read uh, Rachel Hollis's newer newer book, Girl Stop Apologizing, several weeks ago. Um, And one of the things that she said in her book was that... um, she manually turned on her coffee maker in the morning when she got up and while she waited for her coffee to brew she drinks water and so i started doing that because i found i wasn't drinking very much water throughout the day so i come downstairs i don't have a fancy coffee pot i can't set it to have coffee ready when i get up i have to press the button so i come downstairs i press the button i have it prepped the night before so press the button and i pour a ginormous glass of water, usually like a water bottle. And I will drink about 10 ounces or so of water while my coffee brews. I found that drinking water in the morning makes me more likely to drink water throughout the day, which means I don't have headaches and I don't feel as groggy and cloudy. Um, I feel so much better with the water. And then once my coffee is done, I pour a giant cup and I just sit. Sometimes I read Sometimes I scroll Instagram and like watch Insta stories. Sometimes I watch a show. I've worked out once. Um, so this is not necessarily one of those, I get up early and exercise kind of things because, um, most of the time I cannot exercise. I just sit on the couch with my coffee. Um, (laughs) and by cannot, I mean, I just don't have the discipline to start exercising. (laughs) So once I exercised, but most of the time I just sit. A lot of times I like stare off into space. Um, And then when I hear Bellamy start to stir, I make my breakfast and I also make breakfast for her and for Mara. And by make breakfast, I usually eat toast um, and they have oatmeal. So, you know, not big fancy breakfasts. It's putting stuff in the toaster and in the microwave. Not a huge deal. Um, And then they're both up. I get them up. I feed them. And I've just been on top of things. Um, on the mornings that I don't get up early, I wake up to the sound of Bellamy crying. I get out of bed. Um, I turn on the coffee maker and I immediately make her breakfast and make Mara breakfast. I have to like put ice in the oatmeal because it's too hot for them to eat. And they're waiting for me. And they're either upstairs or downstairs screaming at me about being hungry uh, or, you know, being upset about this or that, which it all stems from being hungry. Um, <laughs> and, you know, then they eat breakfast and I haven't eaten. I haven't even drank my coffee yet. I go to do that and they are done and they're ready to get down. And then I have a ton of dishes and I put them in the living room and I'm trying to, you know, clean up their breakfast. I'm still finishing my breakfast. I haven't even looked at my phone yet for that day. Um, I've had no time to myself and I just am immediately on the defensive and just, you know, like doing what I can to stay on top of the day. And it just makes me feel tired and I feel like my wheels are spinning and I'm using up the gas in my tank. But at the end of the day, I've literally gone nowhere. 
I've accomplished nothing. I haven't done anything. Whereas if I wake up early, I've already spent time alone. I've already drank water. I've already drank coffee. I've already had breakfast. Like, I've done all of these things. Uh, a lot of times I'll get dressed, so I've already dressed. I'm ready. I bring the girls downstairs to feed them, and while they're eating, I can empty the dishwasher, and that way when they're done, all of their dishes just go right in. And I just, you know, feel like the house is tidier because there aren't dishes in the sink and there's nothing here or there. The girls are fed. I can either do a chore or we can leave the house because everybody's already ready to go. And it's only 8.30 or 9 a.m. It's not 11 and I have nothing to show for the day except being utterly exhausted and being very angry. <laughs> um, so even though I don't like getting up early, I like the way that it makes me feel and I like the person that I am when I get up earlier and I'm able to just start the day by focusing on myself. That for me is the best form of self-care because I am just on top of things and I found something that makes my day every day easier. And I don't get up early every single day, but on the days that I choose to sleep in, sleep in in quotation marks, um, and I let Bellamy wake me up, I always, always that night set my alarm and I'm like, no, I'm not doing this again tomorrow. I have got to get up early because I know my day will be better if I do. And that one night (laughs) of laughing instead of crying or stupid dishes being left out is really what made me realize that I needed to find a better way to deal with every single day being overwhelming. And that feeling of overwhelm has been going on for the past year, um, ever since I had Bellamy. And to be honest, probably beyond that, beyond that, like into getting pregnant with Bellamy. I just feel like I've been on the defensive for over a year and I've been miserable and I haven't been the best mom that I could be because I haven't been the best me. I haven't been taking care of myself in the ways that I've needed to. And now that I am setting aside time every morning to focus on myself and to get things together, I feel so much better. And, you know, I feel even better when I go out and socialize and I do things that in the past has always been my self-care. And I've always talked about if I can get out of the house and see people, I feel so much better. But getting out of the house and seeing people puts my happiness on other people. Um, You know, if I can't find anybody that is available to hang out for a week, um, then I can't say, well, oh, well, that's the only way that I'll feel better is to hang out with people because that's not true. And, you know, people are busy. Life is busy. And as we get older, life gets busier. And I'm not saying that means never see your friends or, you know, it's okay to not see your friends. But if I have to skip a week, it's not the end of the world because I'm taking care of myself in the morning by just focusing on me and just doing something completely and totally for myself that makes it easier for me to laugh when something goes wrong or to handle it with grace and with patience. 
if Mara does accidentally pee or poop on the floor, you know, how can we do better next time? How can you avoid this from happening? Or Belle, who is the world's messiest eater, and when she's done, she announces she's done by throwing things on the ground. When she slaps that bowl of oatmeal onto the floor and it falls upside down all over the floors that I just mopped, instead of being super mad, I'm just like, okay, that's going to take five more minutes to clean up. Roll my eyes, but move on for the day. Like, what do we need to do? What can make everybody feel better? Oh, we can leave the house. And we actually can because I've already done everything that I needed to do this morning for myself. And it's made me more on top of my day. And it literally has just been so life-changing to to just wake up earlier in the morning. And I know that that is not for everyone. I'm talking about getting up early like it's going to solve everyone's problems. You know, if you have a newborn baby who's waking up at 6 a.m., getting up at 5 a.m. is not going to solve your problems. I mean, it might, but probably not because you probably do just need to sleep for an extra 30 minutes to an hour. Um, Your self-care could look something different. You know, it could look like taking a nap while your baby takes a nap instead of doing chores and just letting the chores wait a little bit longer. Um, Or it could look like taking a bath or taking an extra long shower, the kind where you actually, you know, exfoliate and wash your hair as opposed to just kind of pop in and rub soap all over and call it good. Um, (laughs) Both showers, you know, have their place and time. Um, But, you know, it's whatever you can do to make each day go a little bit smoother. It could just mean having one of your favorite foods available for you to eat for lunch or, you know, maybe meal prepping so that you're eating a good lunch that makes you feel better. Um, whatever it is that you do, I'm not saying a coping mechanism, I'm saying something that just puts you in the right headspace to move on with your day and just to make your day easier and find yourself coping better with all of the crap that comes up every single day. You're never going to be done. It's taken me over a year to realize that there is, there is no done. There's no magical point in which having, you know, two kids is all of a sudden going to be easier and I'm going to have more time for this and more time for that. And it's just going to naturally happen. I have to make time for myself and make time for the things that I want to do. I'm never going to be done cleaning up after the kids for the day. There's always going to be more laundry or more dishes or whatever. You know, like tonight, I cleaned the kitchen after we had dinner. And then when I put Belle to bed, I gave her a bottle. And before Mara went to bed, she drank some water. So, you know, there's glasses sitting in the sink right now waiting for me. There's a bottle that still needs to be cleaned. Um, I'm drinking wine right now. That's another dish that needs to be cleaned. The dishes are not done. And sure, they might be done when I turn on that dishwasher and go to bed tonight. But then when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to grab a coffee cup and there's going to be more dishes. It's just never ending. Laundry. I've done most of the laundry, but you know, there's clothes in the wash. 
I need to put them in the dryer. There's clothes in the dryer that need to come out. There's a laundry basket overflowing with clean clothes that need to be folded. There's just always going to be more laundry. You know, as soon as I take off the clothes that I'm wearing tonight and put on pajamas, boom, more laundry. It's never ending. As soon as I put the kids' toys away, there's going to be another toy out. As soon as they get up in the morning, there's always going to be something else to do. As a mom and as a person in general, you're, you're never completely done. Like There's always something else to do. But making time for yourself and for whatever it is that makes you feel better and to get by and have easier days is important because it'll help you realize I will never be done with these things. So what can I do that will make me happier, that will make me not feel so overwhelmed, that will make me not feel miserable or like I'm constantly waiting for the next thing. I am tired of waiting for the next thing. I'm tired of feeling like I need for this stage to be done because when you blink your eyes and when you really think about it, things go by way too fast. And I'm sure that sentimentality comes from the fact that Bellamy turns one this week um, and I have no idea where the past year (laughs) went. And I realized that, you know, I've been miserable for most of it because I've thought that, you know, like as soon as Bellamy gets older, this will get easier, but it's not, it's just different and it's still complicated in different ways. Like I'm not getting up all night, but now I'm making more food because she's eating and I'm trying to figure out what she likes and what she doesn't like. And her and Mara are actually starting to fight and all of these, you know, new things that come with having older kids. And I've spent the last year just wishing for this next stage of life to come so that I have more time for myself. And that time never happened until I made it happen. I had to make the time for myself happen instead of just waiting for something else external to click or to change. And I just, I feel better. And I know that I've said multiple times in this podcast, like I feel better and I have, I've been getting a lot better in stages. Um, but I honestly can say that the past month has been the best that I have felt. I came out of the stomach flu and I did realize like, you know, I needed to make some changes. And it wasn't, you know, a, a flu epiphany. It was the, the dishes <laughs> epiphany. Like, how can I laugh more at bad situations? What will make me happier? What will make my life easier? And I figured out what that was. And I made time for it and started doing it. And I'm just now reaping the rewards from making that conscious decision. And so I just wanted to encourage any other mom out there that feels like you're waiting for the next step. You're waiting for your kid to grow older so you can do this or that. You're waiting for them to go to school so you can finally have time to keep your house clean or get back to your side hustle or your favorite hobbies. And, you know, when they get to school, there's going to be more things. There's going to be extracurriculars and there's going to be sports teams and play dates and homework and there's just always going to be 
something that can stand in your way of you making time for you or doing the things that make you happy. And so it's time to stop waiting because you're never going to be done. Instead, make time for the things that are important to you or make time for the things that help you just cope with your life easier each and every day. It's made a world of difference for me, and I hope that it would do the same for you. And it is literally just the epitome of self-care. You're taking care of yourself. You're putting the oxygen mask on yourself before anybody else, because that's the only way that you can really take care of your family and be on top of the things that you want to be on top of is if you're taking care of yourself and you're in a good place mentally, physically, and emotionally. So I just really wanted to share my little dishwashing (laughs) epiphany and, you know, how that small little thing was a catalyst into realizing that I have to make time for the things that will make my life easier. And I have to realize that I'm never going to be finished. Like life isn't going to magically be like, okay, this, this level complete. Life doesn't work that way. It all ebbs and flows together. And you just kind of have to roll with the punches and make sure that overall you take care of you. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful week and that your summer is starting off on a wonderful note that is very very enjoyable and i'll talk to you again soon bye